Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. So, again, apologies for the issues at hand. Uh, <laughs> apparently, what I've learned, thanks to Greg, is the fact that my computer is so potato that it can only run OBS and Discord. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, um, otherwise, you got other uh, stuff. So, I can't, link you, I can't link you guys to the stories uh, when, I, when I normally do that. But at the very least, at the very least, um... I can at least tell you where it's from and whatnot. So, let me restart from the beginning. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony Bionis. I am the current host of Mission Star Podcast. Um, with me, as always, is none other than Gradeets. Potato, potato PC. Put it in the oven because it's a fucking piece of shit. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much is. Pretty much that. Uh, so, um. Yeah, so uh, let's just uh, start, stop the small talk and just get right into it. So, all right, here we go. So, our first news story of the day comes from Browdy.com, written by Ted Johnson. Trump meets with video game industry watchdog groups to talk gun and violence. President Trump, uh, Donald Trump, met with video game executives and watchdog groups on, on Thursday at the White House to talk about gun violence one of the series of meetings planned by the White House in the wake of the Parkland, Florida school shootings. Uh, the meeting started with showing uh, a, a, of a series of particularly violent video clips. According to participants who worked there, Brent Bosley of the Media Research Center uh, and Melissa Hansen, Program Director uh, of the Parents Television Council, both are media watchdog groups. Uh, also in attendance, uh, ESA, which represent. Oh, hang on. Uh, okay, uh, those also attended included Cyrus Surik of Take Two Interactive and CEO of Rockstar Games, Pat Vince, President of Entertainment Software Ratings Board, Mike Gallagher, President and CEO of Entertainment Software Association, and Robert Altman, Chairman and CEO of Zenimax Media, which is a parent company of Bethesda. Um, and I can tell you, without reading the entire article, that uh, they basically had a meeting, and that they. Uh, they had the meeting and they basically discussed on both sides, you know, uh, facts about, you know, why video game violence or why violence is tied to video games and why it's not. Um, and basically Trump said like it was a fact, it was a fact learning experience and that there might be another meeting in the future. 
So nothing really, was really accomplished. Well, <laughs> what's, what's funny to me, yeah, of course. Well, I knew there was not going to be anything accomplished. <clears throat> what's really funny to me is that there's some intern who had to make a sizzle reel of violence in video games. Yes. Yeah, did you that. get a chance to see that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Yes. Like everything's out of context. Like some of the, those scenes are like in context to what's going on. Out of context, yeah, it just looks like a bunch of people walked into an airport and started shooting civilians. But out of context, or sorry, in context, you know that it has to do with the storyline and what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it's just, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, when Trump was in, in uh, he was talking, I don't remember, but he was basically talking about this meeting. And he says that, like, maybe there should be a rating system. He literally had no idea that video games had a rating system. <laughs> I'm not surprised, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, like, the, like if, you know, the thing that the, the entire video reel they showed, which was leaked online, by the way, or it wasn't leaked really, it's the someone who uploaded it on their White House YouTube channel forgot to make it private. Uh, so people were able to find the link and able to watch it. And like last I checked, like 15,000 people have seen it already. Um, but yeah, like, uh, the thing, the thing about this is that, you know, for one thing, I'm appreciative that Trump was able to, uh, get both sides of like, here's our argument, here's the argument and just really just take it all in without making any, uh, rash judgments. You know, that's, you know, that, that, that's, that part's fine. He's, uh, weirdly enough, the pat like this year, he's been doing, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, this year he's actually been doing a few diplomatic presidential things when it comes to discussing issues. Mm -hmm. uh, for for like guns, like he was actually, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, he was actually listening to both sides of the aisle. Like he mm -hmm. wasn't just like being his normal ridiculous self like and it was really weird to hear him talk that way yeah <laughs> and it, it almost seems like that's kind of the same thing that happened with the video game meeting. Mm -hmm. so um but i still find it funny that like i don't know who he is talking to but um i don't know exactly i, I think i think i read somewhere but it, they're, they're not people who have that kind of pull or power to make those games go away or anything like that like the most that'll come out of this the most that'll happen and and quote me on this is that there will suddenly be a bigger like penalty for selling a minor an m-rated game like that's about it yeah i think so too i think that yeah don't just uh batten down the hatches on when it comes to selling mature rated games to to minors and make them more of a heavy heavy more penalty than the neutral because like in today's age right now like like under 18 years old you can find ways to get a game that is like mature rated easily like n n excluding gamestop like you can go online and un download a game you know given you just got to put in you know a fake uh you know uh birthday dates and you're in so like the means of getting like finding games is not that hard at all um, and you know, is there a way to police it? I, I don't think there really is. I think at this point it's kind of hard to, um, 
at stores you can place it there sure but not online but uh yeah like i think you know funny enough like trump is actually being more of a president this time around which is weird to say but uh he's actually taking I mean, both not sides really. I mean, he's 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 barely being a president like it, it's it's hard it, it, he's barely being a president but this is the, this is one of the rare moments where all of a sudden he's being presidential mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. For what for Valer just said in the chat, where stores, stores already have these policies, they do. Um, when I worked at Walmart, you could lose your job by first selling an M-rated game to a kid because um, I was in electronics. Like I, I know this shit. Uh, but, but the fine, like the fines aren't that big for the store themselves. Like it's really not that big of a punishment. So the stores don't like super. Um, I know Toys R Us didn't. <laughs> for the love of God, Toys R Us did not. Uh, which is crazy to think that Toys R Us wouldn't, but um, but that's what I'm saying is like the only thing that might happen is that the federal government will suddenly be enforcing those ratings a, a lot stronger now. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, if if a kid wants to get a hold of a, of the new Call of Duty and the parents are like, yeah, sure, why not? Like my parent, like my my sister does with her kids, with my nephews, they're gonna do it. Like it's just gonna happen. It's gonna be the way the way that it is, and there's no getting around it. So, um, right. right. Um, but it's also also I mean also it's a it's a it's a it's a weird argument to be having in the first place mm -hmm. because it's it's been proven that video games do not have a like this is what this is Anthony. What this whole thing is is basically certain um, lobbies. Uh, trying to push blame what's really the problem that's what this is and trump's falling right into it you know of all the gun tragedies that happened when obama was president shit when bush was president this mm -hmm. was never a thing mm -hmm. and we've had violent video games since 2000 oh yeah definitely definitely so it's it's, it's I mean, but you also got, like I said the last time we talked about this, uh, you know, you got to think of like, by the way, I can't see the timers. Oh, you got like two minutes left. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, we, we've dealt with this in a society for many years mm -hmm. where something, something is new with the youth, bad shit's happening, blame it on the new thing. That's what it is. Yep. Um, uh, I want to say that, uh, like, hippie music, kind of like what the Beatles did with, uh, like, Yellow Submarine or um, stoner music, as you want to put it, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, that shit was blamed for, like, the rando serial killers, like, uh, like, like, um, uh, I want to say Summer of Sam, but that's not correct. It's uh, Zodiac Killer. Like... It, it, it just my, my point is is that nothing's going to happen nothing is truly going to happen mm -hmm. it really really isn't uh yeah music videos are bad they're, <laughs> they're corrupting our youth right right yeah nothing it's is just yeah nothing's gonna happen as far as like what's gonna what the next steps i think at the most like Elter fucking skelter yeah <laughs> like at the most like what the game industry might do is like it might just be self-policing itself a bit more than usual um it's been Typically in the Maybe, past. But, or, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, well, I was gonna say, Anthony, that um, what what the thing that really irks me and something that's going to happen, you're gonna see it. 
So keep a keep a level head. When mm -hmm. things get when we get older, we you know we hit our fifties, our sixties. Mm -hmm. Don't let your peers be the people that blame the new thing on tragedies. Don't let it happen. Yeah. Be the person that yeah. stands up and goes, "That's bullshit." Because when you were their age, video games were the bad thing. Like point that to them. Like yep. literally say that directly to their face. Yeah. So. I would, and I would say like you know again that we went through this with. Um, we went through this, you know, I, I ended on this point. Like, we went through this with the comic books era, in terms of, like, you know, how people said, like, comic books were, were bad, and they were teaching our youth to do things they can't. Um, about, what, a good 20, 20 years later, maybe less so than that, um, they're the most popular thing right now in mainstream media. And they're and they're great. And they, and they while they still do stuff, they also have good messages in them. So, yeah. Yep. All right, so yeah, like Josh, like Josh said, Dungeons and Dragons, the whole uh, fucking people didn't like daycares when they were starting when they were new because there there was a one book said that they might have Satanists. And, uh, fucking stupid. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, so let me change the title to our next topic. Um, so this was actually brought up by you, Greg. Which, which ironically, again, this all happened on on Thursday. Like there was there was the Trump. Uh, meeting and top of it, there were about three major things happening on that Thursday, announcement wise. Um, speaking of, so the games that were announced that day Call of Duty Black Ops 4, uh, Fortnite Mobile was announced, um, and then uh, the Division 2, and then Nintendo's Direct all on the same day, along with the Trump thing, which is crazy. <laughs> so, third, yeah, third, it was, it was a like yeah, yeah. The fucking the eighth was insane. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, um, so uh, here's 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 what I'll throw to you, Greg. And um, what out of out of the at least when it comes to, outside Nintendo Direct, because we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later on. What was the one of the what out of the games that was announced? What was the one that got you most excited? Uh, I don't know that anyone got me. Excited. Um, it, it like I could care. I couldn't care less about Fortnite on on mobile. Like that interests me on zero amounts. Um, you guys need to chill with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I'm I'm big. Uh, but now. also Anthony, if you spell check. Um, uh, I love you, Anthony, but uh, you are a bad speller. Um. <laughs> uh, Maybe not that bad, but we like to give you shit. <laughs> um, Black Ops Four is—it's interesting, but I wish they had had not like not gone there. Mm -hmm. You know, made something else. I know that Black Ops is one of the more popular Call of Duty franchises, or, or like sub franchises, I guess you could call it. Um, but I was like, okay, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, um, right. Uh, but I'll check it out. I always check out the storyline, so I'm I'm all interested enough. Uh, but Division 2 actually has me interested because I argue that Division 1 is not a bad game. It's just, it's a hard sell for $60. Um, it's at least post-launch, post, post, post I was going to say. Yeah, no, I'd say, like, it, it started out pretty rough when the game came out. Like, there were a number of issues, last I recall. Um, and they weren't fixed till like, much later on. But, uh... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 
What I'm interested to see about Division 2, because all we got was literally an announcement with a title. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, is in Division 1, the story was good. I liked the story. You know, like, I thought that was an interesting fucking take on, like, a post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But as I pointed out, that I thought was so interesting about the world in which the Division takes place, um, you could technically have this be in any other city um you could have this be in la you could have this be in chicago in miami like this is a worldwide event so why are we so isolated to just manhattan mm-hmm. that's true um that's true. so i'd like to see more of that um so i'm interested to see where where division two takes us uh but I also want to see advancements in the in the uh, the RPG aspect. I want to see advancements in uh, like variety of how to play the game because it was very limited. It was very limited, and one of the worst things about the game was the dark zone. Oh, um, you, you didn't like that part of it? I hated the dark zone. So here's why I hated the dark zone. It was a way for players to go in and get high level gear, but like chance it to not get that high level gear. But here's also the problem, Anthony, is whatever gear you took in, you took the chance of losing that gear. So let's say you have like a high level helmet, a high level vest, and you go in, right? And you're like, all right, cool. You kill a couple uh, computer controlled enemies and you get their high level gear. And then you go to the extraction zone and there's some dude with a fucking sniper rifle not far off just waiting for people to show up to that. Like literally camping that zone, that spot, tag you in the head, kill you instantly, take the gear you had on you and the gear you earned. That I, was the dark zone. Yeah, yeah. I it mean is. that. I mean that was bullshit. And I mean, not fun. I mean, it's called a dark zone for a reason. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, no, for, for, seriously, like, like to but me. Here, but Anthony, that was their only PVP. That was literally their only PVP. Yeah, and that that made the stakes a lot higher. It's when you go in there. But that's, like, but that's where the game fell off. That's where the game stops being fun. It was basically if Destiny didn't have a multiplayer. Right. If Destiny had the Dark Zone, Destiny would have died just like Division did. It, but because Destiny has their, their their Halo-esque multiplayer, that's why they're able to survive. I, you know, as somebody who's listening to, who's hearing this, and as somebody who was interested in the Division, uh, didn't get it, but then, you know, watched some of that stuff, like, it's, it sounds pretty cool. Just out there looking in, like... It may not be fun for you, Greg, but it actually sounds pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> Anthony, I thought it sounded cool, too. I thought it sounded way cool until I started playing it. <laughs> and there were some times where I'd go into the Dark Zone with some friends, and we go into, like, the level one area, right, where, like, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had high-level friends who were just, like, we'd run, we'd run routes and then go to extraction zones and, like, keep an eye out for other enemies. And then... But, if, but that's the thing about video games, is, is if you put a mechanic in that can be exploited, gamers are going to exploit it. It's not designed for campers to sit there and wait for people to sit in extraction zones and take out people who've earned things. That's not how it's meant to be played in yeah. a way that allows them to do that shit. And that's not fun. Now, the, even even the developers, Anthony, came out and said, like, we didn't intend for that. We mm. apologize. Mm. And now they have, like, they have a... They have a um, uh, uh, <laughs> I saw your joke, Josh, but I'm on a tirade. Um, <laughs> uh, um, 
They have a system in place now where if you're idle for too long near an extraction zone, you immediately turn into a rogue and you get lit like green. So it allows players who are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing to get the, the stuff that they need. Um, or like be more prepared when they go to the extraction zone. But for Christ's sake, it was just, it was so annoying, Anthony. Like I couldn't I couldn't do it by myself. Um, I I lost gear constantly. Like if I didn't lose the gear that I literally had on my body, it wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been as much of a problem. But because I could lose the fucking like purple orange gear that I took into the dark zone, it was dumb. I, and so I, I hated and, the dark zone. And I, I I definitely get that. Like. If it's at a point where the game is being exploited in a way where um, that other players are benefiting more so who are higher ranking and have gear versus people who, who don't or have gear but been able to uh, exploit certain things in the game so they can cheat them out of it, then yeah, that's, you know, that needs to be fixed for sure. Um, and, you know, as, the, as you said, the developers did, you know, come out and say, like, hey, we didn't intend to, do, uh, to have this happen, so... Um, with those lessons in mind, you know, maybe next time for the next one, if they have a dark zone, maybe it'd be more, uh, fixed. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think the next one will have a dark zone, because that was easily the, the least popular thing. Like, that was the thing complained about the most. People played that the least when the, when Division came out. Mm -hmm. What ended up happening was people would just keep doing the same, like, quote-unquote strikes over and over and over getting trying to get high-level gear. Much like how people play Destiny. Right, right. Um, like, I really, really, really wanted just, like, a standard 4v4 PvP in, in Division. That would have been super fun. Um, mm. There were there were places in Division itself, like, like just areas in general that were designed in such a way that I was like, oh, like, I really PvP, but that just doesn't exist in the game. Right. It was so bizarre to me, so. Right, right. Um, and with the last minute and a half we have, um, the Fortnite announcement to mobile... Uh, as if that game doesn't need to be expanded upon other platforms already as its popularity oh, yeah. rises. Um, they, they announced they're going to be on mobile, and um, I had the it's new... It's got cross-platform with Xbox. Oh, does it really? Oh, yeah, so you'll be playing, like, when you play that game, you might be playing with people on their cell phone. That's crazy. Holy shit. That's actually that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that's so a neat idea. Yeah. I, it's just I don't care about Fortnite. Like, that's my problem. Like, I've tried multiple times to get into that game, and, and even PUBG, and I'm just like, I don't know that I, I like the Battle Royale model. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny, I have that game. I've, I've, I have it, I've never installed it, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of been, it's been a, a crazy day on Thursday last week uh, of all these events happening. Um, you know, I think Fortnite on mobile, we'll see how that goes. Maybe it will become a new extension to where they can, uh, you know, have people play. Uh, on top of people already playing on PC, um, this may put them over like uh, PUBG like entirely maybe in the future. Who knows? But uh, it definitely is seeming that way with a bunch of celebrities coming out and saying like, "Hey, I play this game." It's like, what? No, you don't. You do. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, I mean it's fascinating, and I definitely think that Epic is making an amazingly good call with making that game because it's already free to play and it's making them a fucking ton of money. Oh, definitely. Like that, like the the fucking say, uh, battle royale part of uh, Fortnite saved uh, saved that game game from being a tanker. Agreed, so. agreed. That very much agreed. All right, so moving on to our next topic at hand, 
Um, and this is this is about. Let me fit in here. So I tweet this out. This is about um, regarding the remake that happened recently with uh, Shadow of the Colossus. The company behind that remake recently was uh, Bluepoint. Um, so this was reported off of Eurogamer.net by Richard Lidbetter. Bluepoint's next game is another remake. Bluepoint's uh, Blue Point game has confirmed that its next project, in the wake of the stunning Shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation 4, is a new remake. Digital Foundry had an opportunity to talk with the team about technology powering its latest release and asked whether uh, the expanded art team brought on the project would be deployed next on a normal game. Uh, quote, well, we could, we could, but we're doing another remake, unquote, replied Bluepoint's president and co-owner Marco Thrash. The project served us a game, uh, a great point of growing the art team to the point where we can take on a full AAA ma uh, game major scope of art content. So now our next step is to, uh, our next step is let's improve the art pipeline. Let's improve the engine. Let's improve workflow for artists. Let's grow on the art side uh, some more to handle our next project because it's a bit bigger. And next focus is, all right, let's work on design and add new stuff uh, to get to the next remake. Because now that, now that can be our sole focus of making sure that whereas we put the time and everybody else, they're ready at a level where we can perform, unquote. So they're making a new remake. So they're making a new remake. Uh, un they haven't announced what game it is yet. Um, but off the success of Shadow of the Colossus, uh, question is now what is the next uh, game that they're going to be remaking? Uh, but the question I want to put oh, out, yeah. The question I want to put out there is, what what game would you like to see remade that is not already right now? Uh, Jesus. Uh, that is a good question because I'm 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 thinking about like PlayStation Two games because it seems like the games that I'm looking at all the games they've made or they've worked on, um, and it seems like a lot of their stuff are like re-releases or things that were remade in general. Um, so now I'm just thinking of like PS Two games that they could remake. Yeah. So, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, when that game came out, like, we, you and I, or when it was in the works, like, you and I believe, like, there shouldn't be another one because already, like, already two, three of them already, uh, remakes already happened prior to this one. But Jesus, the game looks gorgeous. <laughs> the PS4 version of Shadow Colossus is insane. Oh, yeah, they did a fan. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. Like, I kept saying, like, I didn't want to buy it because I beat that game so many times, plus I don't have a PS4. Mm -hmm. But, it was one of those things where I was like, eh, I don't really care because, again, I've played the shit out of the game when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and, and how good can it look to make me like, and then you were like, like watch this. And I was like, okay, whole, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it was insane. Um, how about, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw a game out there. Um, since we're on the topic of Shadow of Colossus and Team Eco, why not remake Eco? The original eco because it wasn't that good people remember it being better than it was it was not that good. Mm. like a lot of that game is basically like simple puzzle solving while you're hand holding a girl and then occasionally having to drop her and beat the shit out of some, uh, some shadows like honestly the first and third part of the spiritual 
successor to like I don't know how you want to put that. Basically, Ico and uh, um, or Eco, whatever. And uh, um, what was the new game? Last Guardian um, are they're yeah. okay. Yeah. When, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to and that was actually a big complaint that I heard from a lot of people about Shadow of the Colossus. Like I remember when I was younger, I didn't care about the controls, but apparently people hate the controls to Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I, I've heard it a lot too. Um, and the defenders were like, you know, that's how it used to be, or like, you know, the, you had to fight with the controls to for it to, to get what you wanted to do. Which, you know, argument aside, you know, that's uh, not sure if I would really follow that to be honest. But um, yeah. Well, the reason the reason I'm saying that the reason I'm saying that is because um, I don't I don't personally believe that Eco should be remade. I, th- I feel like there are other games that are better that could be remade, like, uh, let's say, the Jack and Daxter series. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. i like to see a, uh, an HD remake of a, uh, Jack and Daxter. Um, I was also going to say in that same vein, uh, what was it? Uh, what was that Raccoon game? Um, God, I, uh, some, something spy. Uh, God. I, I oh, 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 oh. Um... Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like to see that. I got any yeah, 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 that would be fun. I mean, they did have like a better, better game on the GameCube, mm-hmm. um, like a sequel that looked a lot better than the previous ones. Um, but yeah, having the first one or the second one or something like that, or having the trilogy that was on PS2, like come back. Oh, I just thought of something. What about an HD remake collection of Twisted Metal one, two, three, or? Yeah, you know, I yeah. thought about that too, but I don't, I don't know that they could do that because, um, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, PlayStation does own it, so it's a possibility. Yeah, that yeah, we, and David Jaffe doesn't own it. Yeah, it's it's just totally on Sony, so they could do it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at a list of PlayStation Two games right now, like like Time Splitters. Time Splitters would be fun to have Ooh, remade. Yeah. What about what about uh, what about what about Blasto? <laughs> Blasto! Jesus. Oh man! I don't even think that game was finished to begin with. <laughs> game was jank as hell. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Outside of uh, obscure, what if like you know, this would be a crazy one to think to throw it out there because it it was actually on PS2 and then and then it was eventually released on PC. Um. What was it that one game that was out? It's like a Oh god, it was it was it was a, it's a cult classic. Well, not a cult classic, but just really popular. Um, oh man, the name escapes me. Oh god, it was a third-person shooter. It was a weird game. It was basically just Twin Peaks. Uh, fuck. Oh, uh, the Game Grumps played it one time. Yeah, yeah, the name escapes me. Um, god, ah, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> um, yeah, Deadly Premonition. Yes, that game. That in that actually would be cool. I actually not thinking about it. Dead Premonition in full HD and remake. Here's the thing: if they remade Deadly Premonition, they'd have to do what like what like uh, um, three three four three studios did with uh, Death or uh, Halo Combat Evolved like HD remake, mm-hmm. where uh, like there's now new arrows that point to where you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be like a bit that. a bit more a bit more guidance because that game was like confusing as hell. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or at least the parts there were. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay. 
yeah it, it, the possibilities are endless um i'm very curious i'm very curious as like what their next remake's gonna be um it'll be too early to, to say that it'll be announced or shown at e3 I mean, for all we know, Anthony, it could be a fucking, like, uh, a complete HD remake of a game that was on the SNES or the NES, you know, like, we just don't know. It could be an entirely new remake of Altered Beast, for all we fucking know, like, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be just PS2, I'd just like to point out that a lot of the stuff that they've worked on is from the PS2. Right, right. I would assume that this is, this, it, should, it should be, like, a Sony... Uh, you know what would be awesome? You know what would be kind of cool? Mm. Is if they came out with an HD remake of Siphon Filter. Ooh, fuck yes. That'd be great. God, that was a great game. <laughs> that'd be sick. Oh, man. Yeah. So and I'm... now that I'm done looking at that list, I looked at the chat and I noticed that Josh is talking about storing farts into oatmeal cans. <laughs> uh, all right. That's they made into the podcast. Congrats, Josh. You did it. Uh... Wow. <laughs> um... I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, again, I think we should to, to say that they'll announce it at E3, but um, they could possibly... It'd be cool if they, if they, if they did. If they, they announced it during E3. That'd be great. Or just say, like, hey, our next game's going to be this. So, um, I I doubt it. I hope... I mean, I hope it happens. That'd be great, but I don't think it's going to happen then. But more than likely, we'll hear something about it in... Uh, maybe this year? Maybe next year? It depends on where they're at with this, so... Um, they it seems like it's really early on so uh we'll yeah. see we'll see i mean there is the, there is uh the other remake happening this year um what was it it was uh uh oh god uh uh the skeleton game that was, that was announced at psx last year uh that's being remade oh medieval medieval yeah which i'm excited about about that I'm, all, that's, I'm excited for that game that's that game was my childhood i was like yes <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I never played that game. The, I mean, the most I played that character was when I played All Stars. Nice, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a really niche audience and for that game. But boy, it's, it's fun. <laughs> At least to me, it is. All right. <laughs> so let me adjust the timer here. And oops. Uh, boom. And let me go ahead and. Start this timer. Our, oh, in the topic. Where's my thing? Okay, there we go. All right, so our next topic, and we put this for 20 minutes because we need a whole lot of time to talk about it. But the Nintendo Direct happened uh, last Thursday, and there were. Uh, <laughs> we have three. Are those Twitch bots? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, there was some huge. There were some huge announcements happening last week uh, during the Direct. Um, and there were a lot of games that were uh, showing up and announced uh, during the Direct uh, for the Niten for Nintendo. Um, I'm just going to go down the list and just... Uh, we'll, we'll pick out what other ones we want to say or, or if we want to say anything about it. So starting from the very top, uh, the, first bit of, the first bit of announcements, uh, WarioWare Gold was basically bringing... Um, 100 warrior uh mini games into one big package uh oh no take that back it's uh it's similar to mario party uh top 100 whatever is getting a similar collection that bundles up 300 micro games in a single package uh which is freaking fantastic for the 2ds um which i'll which is okay I, i'll take that i really want a new warrior wear but if this is the closest we're gonna get then that's fine but yeah i'm 
super stoked about that. I, I'm, I love WarioWare, so like I was super excited to hear this announcement, and I will absolutely be getting it. Um, but I do agree that like, hey, hey, hey Nintendo, oh, hey Nintendo, real quick, real quick, Nintendo, you want to put one on the Switch? Yes, it's perfect. For, it's a perfect for the Switch too, if you think about it. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um. The next game that was announced for 3DS was Dylan's Dead Heartbreakers, which didn't really move me. It's just, yeah. Yeah. The game that's on the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, basically. It uh -uh. doesn't look bad. Like, yeah, like, it, it doesn't look bad. It's just not something I'm at, at interested at all. Yeah. Oh, wow. And speaking of which, Valer says it actually looks pretty good. I mean, tomato, tomato. tomato. Uh, I don't, it didn't really particularly move me, Valer, but if it yeah. does for you, it, it, then... Valer has terrible taste, so don't, just ignore it. <laughs> they got, they got your one copy there, Nintendo. Um, the he watches this in heat, like, of course he <laughs> The next game that was announced was Mario Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story Plus Bowser's Jr.'s Journey, uh, which is a remake of the critically acclaimed Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, uh, it was coming in 2019, but also features... Um, uh, these allowing you to switch between the brothers to a platform inside Bowser and then explore Bowser outside to explore the overworld. Um, that's that was in the original game. Oh, okay. I'm just reading yeah, yeah, that's that's not that's not new at all. I that's actually my favorite uh Mario and Luigi RPG. Mm -hmm. Um, that that game is fucking hilarious. Uh, here's my issue as I love Superstar Saga. So mm -hmm. I went and bought that, or not bought that, but I rented that, and I was like, I'm interested in this minion story, and it's awful. <laughs> it's not <laughs> funny, and it is boring. You want to know how it plays real quick? Uh, it's, yeah. not, it's not the RPG like Mario and Luigi is. It's literally you build an army with Koopas and, and Goombas and paratroopers and whatever is there, mm -hmm. and you put them on the field and then and then everything's automated you have no control over anything you just watch it happen and hope <laughs> that you win oh wow uh, um it's stupid and very boring and i was like this is not fun so i went and just continued mario and luigi's story and didn't even touch the minion part ever and and i was like okay so we have the same thing with this right <laughs> and during the trailer i was like oh i wonder if like Bowser Jr. story is going to be interesting. All right, let's check it out. And then they showed like footage of the, of the gameplay itself again. I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, it's the same fucking thing, and I'm out. So, right, right. Um, I might, I might try it out. It depends. Here's the thing: if you if you haven't played Bowser's Inside Story, I highly recommend it, and this is your chance to do it. Mm -hmm. Just understand that the, the the Bowser Jr. part is going to be boring. Like I can. I don't know if it'll be funny. It might be hilarious, but the gameplay part is boring as hell. Right, The right. battle part is boring. Okay, so. good to know. Uh, the last bit of uh, 3DS news was actually, this got me um, excited, kind of, um, is that they're bringing Luigi's Mansion, uh, a remake for the 3DS, um, which is pretty damn cool. Um, personally, I tried to play the, uh, the sequel to Luigi's Mansion. It just didn't do it for uh, me. Dark yeah, it just didn't do for me, and man, I'm willing to give Luigi's Mansion the original a try, because um, I, I played it for a little bit, but I haven't played it through the whole thing. So, uh... Can, yeah. I, can I give you my only issue? Mm. The original is on the GameCube, and that game 
GameCube controller is so good. And I think that the way the 3DS is designed doesn't really fit well with how that game is meant to be played. Hmm. Um, I think Luigi's Mansion game, I think the game is really good. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I have nothing against the game itself. I'm just concerned that the 2DS or the 3DS is uh, ergonomically designed con- like thing, like the way that the control is, is not going to be super copacetic with that game. That's right. my concern. Okay. I mean, I, I'm willing to give it a try when it comes out. Um, but yeah, no, it, I think it's cool. It also has a new boss uh, rush mode as well, so... Yeah, take it for what it's worth. Um, all right, so that was the end of the 3DS news, but then in comes the Switch news. Uh, right off the bat, uh, Okami HD coming to the Switch. Um, it was on the Wii and then on other platforms, and now it's coming to the Switch. Um, it's a good game. It's it's Zelda with a dog. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, it's, it's it's Zelda with super strong Japanese uh, folklore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, another opportunity to play that game. Uh, the next game that was announced, or uh, was talked about last time, but talked about it this time around, Dark Souls, um, coming uh, to the Switch with the network test beta on May 25th. Um, but the bigger news out of that for me, at least, is that they have an amiibo for Dark Souls, and it's the uh, uh, wait, what was his name? Forgot the guy's name. Basically, doing the uh, something of Solaire. Yeah, doing the praise of sun emotes, uh, and that's gonna be an amiibo. I'm, I'm totally getting that. <laughs> that's awesome. If I was at all into Dark Souls, I would absolutely be excited. But like, I just have no interest in playing that game, or will be playing that game. So mm-hmm. we'll get there, Valer. Would you stow it in your panties? Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, actually, this next game listed on here is Sushi Striker. Um, the game looks a little fun. Actually, I was watching the trailers. Like, this game looks like kind of like Tetris or like Puyo Puyo Tetris in a way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think it'll be like a twenty dollars game, and that's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I think it's gonna be super fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's gonna be on. It's a. It's on. It's gonna be on a Switch and 3DS. So cool. I could try them both if I wanted to. Awesome. Um, this next game that we showed off, I'm actually pretty. Um, I'm interested in. I might try it out. Octopath Traveler. Uh, I love the art style to where like it's like 3D pixels on a 3D uh, world, um, and that's coming out July 13th of this year. And also announced like a uh, a uh, uh, you can pre-order it now, and you get like the special edition of it, and you get this cool, awesome like pop-up book or whatnot. So the game looks really cool. So um. Next is Travis Strikes Again. No more heroes. Um, bit more showed more footage this time around instead of just a short trailer, um, and it looks wacky and kooky as hell as Travis as a uh, Travis before in other No More Hero games. And I'm excited for this because I love everything Grasshopper. So I'm excited for that. It's sick. Um. Uh. I was not expecting the third game in the franchise to be that. Um, I think the thing that here's here's my thing. I don't think this is a true sequel to the to the No More you Heroes. Think, do you think this is like this is like two point five? Yeah, like a side story. I I think that we'll get a, a, a main one down the road. I depending on how well mm. this one sells. Okay. So that's my feeling about it. But it's cool. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I see, I see, I see that being a thing, but. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, oh shit, like they're gonna announce the third game in the front because if you remember wait, I don't know 
Was the second game just called two? Uh, it w I think it was like No More Heroes Two. I think it was called. I'm looking it up. Hang on, give me a second. Would Valere? Would you hold your panties? <laughs> um, yeah, like I think No More Heroes. It was No More Heroes One. I think I think the second one had some sort of subtitle, No More Heroes something something, or maybe it was called No More Heroes Two. So. Uh, let's see. Series. No more heroes. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. come on. Like, move a little bit faster here, phone. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, the sequel is called No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle. It was mm. released in 2010. A second sequel. Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes was announced as a Nintendo Switch title for 2018. So, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah. okay. Directed by Suda51, the game is part of the No Heroes franchise and features the same protagonist, uh, the father of a of bad girl, an assassin Travis previously killed. So yeah, it absolutely sounds like it's just a, a another game, but not a direct sequel. Right. Oh, here we go. Suda does not consider the game a direct sequel to New War Heroes 2. There you okay, go. Okay, yeah. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> the game looks sick, though. I, I can't wait for it, though. Uh, next on the list, uh, which, as put it, put it out in the chat, uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, coming out this year on July 13th um, for the Switch. And it's basically a port of the game from the Wii U, but they included other levels, including Mario Odyssey, New Donk City, um... And there's also like a friend, uh, it could be a two-player mode now, where you're, one person controls um, uh, 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 <laughs> Captain Toad, and the other person Here. can control their Joy-Con and shoot uh, on screen. Yeah, so here's my thing, is that I wanted to play uh, Captain Toad for a long time mm -hmm. when it was on the Wii U, but I never had a Wii U, mm -hmm. so I just I couldn't play it. The fact that it's coming to the Switch, it's a hundred percent a buy for me immediately. Like, oh, it's no, good. No fans or buts. It's super um, good. Yeah. What I thought was the 3DS game was a different game built specifically for 3DS. It's not. It's the same game. I'll still it's take just it. being ported to the 3DS. I'll, I'll still take uh, it. Uh, that's fine me. <laughs> but uh, but here's the thing: if if it's the same game and the Switch has extra content, why am I? Why would I get it on the 3DS? You know. It's true. So, it's true. Um, so I'm only going to get it on the Switch. First and foremost, I'm only going to get it on the Switch. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for it. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's super good. It's super good. If you've not played it, it, it definitely get it on the Switch. Or 3DS, or, or if you have Silver Wii U, definitely check it out uh, as well. Next game on, on the on the list uh, Undertale coming to the Switch. Um, game that, was, the way they announced that was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty cute. Um, I. Have yet, I have it on my PC. Maybe maybe one of the games you play on what's on tap, but like, it's uh, it's definitely a game that uh, I've heard a lot about and people have praised to high heavens. That would actually that would actually be a good, a good game to play. What's on tap? Because it's uh, it's got a lot of dialogue, but it's all red, and you press you press you know next when you want to hit the next piece of dialogue. So yeah, maybe maybe this time this game is okay for streaming. Maybe maybe. <laughs> um, the next on the list which got me excited because I found out later on it's actually coming out on uh, other platforms this year uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy coming out July 10th for the Switch as well as uh, the other uh, platforms including Steam 
on PC as well, which is coming out this year, which I'm super excited for. I'm getting that game day one on Steam. I'm playing that on that on what's on tap. <laughs> if if we land on it, that is. <laughs> but it's, that game is super cool. I'm, I'm excited for that. So, yay! Uh, which game? I'm sorry, I was typing something. I was typing something to answer to Valer in the chat. What game? Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. You know that was so weird to me because Crash is a PlayStation game. Like that's what it that's what it's always been in my mind, like through and through. Mm-hmm. Yet now switch and xbox and it's weird yeah definitely definitely um i'm okay with it that's fine i just love the series so like i'll play when it whatever on whatever platform but yeah on the switch you know it, it, it's it fits i guess i don't know it's 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 a, you can take it on the go so uh this one's a weird one to me because I, I i never envisioned this to be on the switch but little nightmares the complete edition is coming out on may 18th for the switch which includes DLC, and you can use a Pac-Man Amiibo to unlock to unlock a special skin. So it's a little weird, but it's I guess you know, hey, put it on the Switch. I guess I don't know. It's a little weird for me to, to see that on there. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it sells. So, but uh, definitely a game I want to play for sure. Um, South Park: The Fractured Butthole is coming out on April twenty fourth. This is I messaged you when this was being announced. Like, do you want this on the Switch, Greg? <laughs> I, as I told you, I don't really care because, like, I, I played the first one and the second one for story. That's what they're meant to be played for. And I already beat it. So why would I get it again on a different console? Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Um, so next on the list. If you haven't played it, if you haven't played it and you only have a Switch, get it on the Switch. Like, it's a great game. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why, why am I going to get it again? Right, right. Um, they announced with ARMS uh, that there's going to be an online open tournament uh, starting now to March 18th, which is interesting. Top 8 players uh, will we'll move on to the next online finals. I'm not sure what else is there they're going to announce. I'm pretty sure it'll lead, it'll lead up to something more to that. But uh, yeah, online tournament for ARMS, which low-key I actually enjoy watching uh, ARMS uh, streams. Like, they're actually pretty fun to watch. Um... Next on the list, yeah, f- yeah, like high level, high level guys playing arms crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, next on the list, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, May 18th. Um, so basically, it's just Hyrule Warriors, but like uh, all the DLC into one big package. Um, yeah, that, uh, that's about a good it. chance I might rent that. But... Yeah, pretty much about it for that. <laughs> uh, this next game actually got me interested, and it looks interesting. The fact that it's a tennis game, but turned into a fighting game. Mario Tennis Aces coming out on June twenty second. Um, they showed information about that game during the uh, Nintendo Direct, and they have it basically turned that tennis game to a fighting game. Like there are supers in the game, level ones, level threes. Like you can actually, I mean, we call it guard break, but it's the same idea where you can actually break somebody's uh, racket if they block for too long, or along those lines. Um, and also various characters, including Chain Chop, whatnot. This, that game looks actually pretty deep. <laughs> it actually looks pretty deep in in that fashion. Well, what, like I don't disagree with you. Like having a story mode and having a versus mode, having a four player mode and online mode with all the power ups and abilities, like it's going to be fun as hell. Like I'm super excited for it. Mm-hmm. But, but there's one brilliant thing they added in the game. That is the ability to basically play the game like it's Wii Tennis, like sports, like. Yeah, we sports, sports Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
it's it's definitely it, I was surprised by it like the, the way that they're going in depth as far as like the mechanics and what other things they put into the game story wise it just got me like wow I might have to pick this up like even some of my, my friends within the FGC were like saying the same thing like I'm gonna I'm gonna make a chain chomp I'm gonna <laughs> it's like it's really cool it's really awesome um next on the list was the Splatoon 2, uh, Splatoon 2 version 3.0 announcement where they announced um, new gear, uh, a new ranking, which is called Rank X, um, a new DLC uh, single story mode uh, called Octo. Um, and I think, was that about it? I think that's the main things that were announced, but uh, it's cool, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, first and foremost, the expansion music, good lord, that music's good. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's really rad that they're just adding like a $20 story-based expansion. Mm-hmm. And then people are gonna get to play as Octolings in the fucking like multiplayer. Yes, dude, that's really like uh, a good shit Nintendo. Like, well done on yeah. that. I was I was waiting for when the opportunity of Octos to be playable on uh, first platoon, either this game or, or the last one. Um, but no, it's really cool. It's awesome. I, I'm I'm really excited. I like I like where the uh, where they're headed with the single story mo- uh, mode for it uh, for the DLC. So I'm excited for sure. Last but not least, they announced, and this is confirmed, Super Smash Brothers coming to the Switch. And yes, this is a new game because Sakurai went on Twitter saying that yes, it is a new game. He's been working on it silently for I don't know how long. It might have been the past four four years uh, since Smash uh, Four came out on the Wii U. So uh, that yeah. would that okay. There was. A good part of the internet, th- you know, waiting for this to happen. I I wasn't expecting this to be in, in this direct, but when it did, like the internet exploded. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, I mean, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, that like it's a the Smash Brothers franchise is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get why why everybody would sit there and say like, uh. Oh, it's just a port because a lot of stuff that's come to the Switch at this point has been ports. Agreed. Uh, like Agreed. Splatoon Two, Splatoon Two feels like it's just a port of the Wii version or the Wii U version. Um, uh, the the um, uh, Breath of the Wild was on Wii U and Switch. Like, I get why people are like, "Oh, it's clearly a port," but you have to keep in mind, like, when you look at the dates of when Smash Brothers games came out. Like the first one, ninety nine. The second one, two thousand one. Like, there was literally a two year turnover between the first game and the second game. Now, between the second game and the third game is the longest gap. Yeah. That is um, uh, two thousand one to two thousand eight, so seven years. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then between Brawl and three D and the Wii U version was four years. Uh, two thousand eight to two thousand fourteen. Nope, I do bad math. That's six years. <laughs> But it's it's like people are like, oh, it doesn't seem like it's that long of de- development time between the the Wii U version and the Switch version. And I'm like, y'all forget that the between the first and second one it was two years. Mm-hmm. Like, did y'all for want to forget that? Because like it <laughs> it that's like four years is a a ton of time to make a game, right? Especially right. a fighting game. Like, it's if it is in some weird way. A port, I'll eat my shoe. I will on stream. (laughs) 
basically Cook part of my shoe <laughs> in my shoe. So basically pulling the tri hacks, right? <laughs> um, to, uh, uh, so if you don't, for if you and anybody else don't know, tri hacks on stream when he was uh, when he was watching the, uh, the the live event, said on stream that he was going to eat his shoe or to, you know buy his shoe if there's a smash announcement. And lo and behold, it happened, and he did put his shoe in his mouth. <laughs> so yeah, I saw that too. Um, <laughs> also, Valer, I would never eat my shit. Um, <laughs> nothing. No, thank you. Um, I'm excited. I'm. I from from what I've been seeing as far as like it, it being a a a a new Smash game rather than a port, like. In my heart, I want to believe it, and what I've seen, yeah, that kind of indicates that. Like, it's looking like that's gonna be the way. Um, what the best thing about a new Smash game is just the announcements of happening of like characters are gonna come to the to the to the game, um, and it's always fun to to see. Also, forgot to mention, this game is coming out this year, which is crazy. Um, I would I guess that it's gonna come out this fall, but uh, yeah. I was like I feel like it'll be a November release. Yeah, for sure. Because you have to think how popular Smash is, and if people don't have a Switch, Smash might be the game that gets them to buy one. And if it's at Christmas time, then kids can be like, I want the new Smash game with a Switch. Mm -hmm. Yep. And November has always been good to Nintendo. Like, for whatever reason, Nintendo likes to release its new games, its big popular games in November. So, yeah, I can see it happening for sure. Alright, so. Uh, as we transition into our next topic or our next thing. All right, guys. It's time for. Give me a second here. There we go. It is time for your Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. Hey. Okay, so. Um there has not been a ton of news in overwatch uh between last week and this week uh um virgina's still in the uh ptr um people still say she's overpowered but others say that the recent nerfs to her have uh brought her more to a leveled playing field um but i think that's also people trying to figure out her counters uh, um but uh the few things that have happened is um, uh, Jeff Kaplan said that the Mystery Heroes game mode will have slightly more balanced Mystery Heroes, meaning that if you die and your team needs a healer, you'll respawn as a healer. Or if you die and your team doesn't have a tank, you'll respawn the idea they want to go with that. But we'll see. Not that it ultimately matters. Uh, with the 20th anniversary of um, StarCraft, Craft, uh, you can now get a um, the Car uh, Sarah Kerrigan skin for Widowmaker, uh -huh. which is basically just like a slightly version skin, slightly. Oh, it's the same skin that she ha that she can have. Yeah. Anyway, you can get that skin for free. What, how the long? Skin for free. How long are they having it for? Because I know that I want to get it, but my computer's being uh, potato. Between March sixth and April third. Okay, good. I got time. Woo! Yeah. Um. But uh, the main thing that I think I want to talk about. Oh, by the way, because Mercy doesn't have her main res, she doesn't use the line Heroes Never Die anymore, so they're going to give that back to her when she reses people. Oh, okay. Not that, yeah, whatever. All right, sure. Those 
change the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, so there have been a lot of problems within the Overwatch League with some players, a few players. Um, basically, the toxic assholes that you know are are in the game are going to be in the game are also playing for these, playing with these Overwatch League teams. Uh, recently, uh, XQC, who plays on Dallas Fuel. Um, he's been fined four thousand dollars and suspended for four match matches for basically using uh, racial epi um, epithets. Epithets? Epithets? Sure. Racial... Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, like, not just in the game or at the live events, but also on social media. Like, oh, he's wow. just kind of a piece of shit person, and um, uh, and now he's actually stepped away from the Dallas field entirely. Like, he's no longer a part of the team at all oh wow okay um yeah so like the reason i want to bring this up and bring this up to anthony is because he's not the only one um and and it's not just in that regard either like uh timo of dallas fuel has been fined a thousand dollars for using anti-gay slurs mm. on stream hmm. uh ty tyrong of uh the houston outlaws has been given a formal warning of posting an offensive meme on social media and made a donation to the Hiroshima Peace Culture Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyrong immediately deleted the tweet and apologized. Um, Silk Thread of the Los, Los Angeles Valiant has been fined $1,000 for account sharing. Um, so the reason I bring this up is because clearly a lot of these players... Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, Valer. When, when we talk about other sports, football, basketball, baseball, these players have to keep their shit together. They are influencers to children, and not just children, teenagers, uh, young adults, people looking up to them. And we're now getting in an age, Anthony, where competitive gaming has to be regulated like professional, like athletic sports. Um, and I think this is good. Ultimately, in a weird, fucking morbid way, this is good. Because it's going to make it look more professional in the eyes of people who don't think it is professional. You kind of get where I'm going there? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, which is funny, because, like, coming from somebody within the fighting game scene, like, it's kind of the opposite of what most people don't want. Although it's kind of changing, you know, as time goes on. Um... It's... We can't have, Anthony, we can't have people who are in the competitive scene acting like children, like acting like a child who just got a cookie taken away. Right, right. No, no, I get you. I get you. Like, no, I was going to say, like, um, it w as we're headed toward this direction, I'm not surprised. I'm actually, you know, if we're going to be look upon that way with some of the esports players within Overwatch or just in general, just in sports in general, then you know that's that's a good thing because then like people become more professional they'll, they'll watch what they'll say like even professional like uh players right now have the same issue like they'll tweet something bad or do, do something and they get in trouble so they're having the same issues as esports players so seeing that these esports players are going through this and the fact that if they want to maintain what they have right now they got to act a proper way then yeah that's it that's a good thing you know so i i think it's good i think it's good um, personally, I rather like the shit talking because it's fun. But you know, hey, if 
if the employer does not want you to do this and this and this, and this then you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> You've gone to the yeah, wrong exactly. profession. Yeah, um, I, I want... I like the idea that the Overwatch League and that League owners or team owners, I should say, are punishing their their players for doing things that are in a round of sense wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and I want to see another esports too. Like, yeah, the FGC community, each player is basically like a, a player or a fighter in the UFC or boxing where they're an individual opponent. Mm-hmm. They don't have a team. Sure, they have some sponsors maybe, but they don't have a team. Mm-hmm. In, in the Overwatch League, you're not representing yourself. You're representing a team because well a a overwatch is a team-based game and b you're literally on a team that's dedicated to a city yes like yes you you have to act accordingly period um mm-hmm. but also i kind of like the idea that maybe the pieces of shit who are watching the overwatch league and they're the one to go online and use just foul language and i'm not talking about saying fuck or shit, or damn, or calling somebody else a cunt. I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, racial and bigoted slurs. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Right, right. Um, that these people may be watching this and going like, I could be an Overwatch leaguer, and then seeing XQC get fucking fined, and then basically force kicked off the team by whatever, like, just being uh, ostracized. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they'll get something kicked in their brain. And they'll stop being toxic pieces of shit. Like, yeah. So, that's I, that's the hope, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, the thing to add to, on top of that is that like the owners that are owning these teams, like they also own sports teams or they're part of a sports team. So like, it's not it's not like uh, these owners don't know what to do or like are are punishing for for. for um, surprise them to, to punish them because of the, the things they've done. They've seen this before. They've, they they don't they dealt with this in their regular other jobs prior to investing in esports. So these players are are facing these these punishments for the first time, um, alongside with the money that's being penalized to them. Um, this is the same thing happening in sport in real sports, or they might have heard about. So, <laughs> which is which is ironic, but yeah, that's that's basically happening to them, and they're gonna learn. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, was there anything else, or is that it for the Overwatch Minute? That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that Brigida will be brought to the main servers this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, you know, obviously I can't confirm or deny that because I don't have any inside info. Um, but that's what I'm hoping. Um, we're definitely hitting a certain stride with the Overwatch League where, um, about a hundred, a hundred, 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 sorry, I'm trying to think between a hundred and 150,000 concurrent viewers, um, every, every time it airs. Um, so like Overwatch League is a thing that's going to be popular for a while. Um, but yeah, there's not much else. There's <laughs> just really not much else. So, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. Alright, so uh, we've come to the end of the show, and magically, we managed to make it through without uh, anything else uh, destroying the setup. So, hooray. Um, so, give me a second. So, uh, before we go, 
Craig, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Uh, you can also find me on uh, the All Cued Up podcast, which is a review and discussion podcast based on internet streaming services, a la um, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon, or, uh, YouTube Red, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, if, you, uh, if, you're, if you've not heard of the podcast before, Josh and I sit down, watch two shows in their entirety. If it's 13 episodes, we watch all 13. Just discuss it and give it a grade between A plus to F. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Uh, Josh and I are really, really enjoying it. So definitely check that out. You can go to allcueduppodcast.com and uh, you'll have all the links to our social medias on the left-hand side. Plus there's tabs to go to the most recent episodes. Or you can even, on the website here, uh, additional thoughts that Josh and I have on content that we may have watched that we couldn't, that couldn't make it into the show. Awesome. So go check that out, please. Sweet. Um, so uh, if you follow the work that uh, we do at MissionStarPodcast.com, you can follow me personally on Twitter at DefectOfNaruto. Also, I made these new, uh, new fancy slides for the podcast. So there's one... Uh, outdated uh, slide. So, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, if you enjoy listening to it, we uh, we are live every Sunday night, uh, usually um, at eight PM PST on uh, on this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash missionsrp. Where we're bringing you up to date in the past news uh, as, as it comes in the game industry. Uh, so, or also on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as on the podcast section of our website at missionsrpodcast.com. Um, I upload the MP3 version every Tuesday. Um, if you enjoy us talking about conventions, we actually have another carnival episode we got to record pretty soon. But it's, if you enjoy uh, our discussions about conventions, you know what we thought of them. Were they good? Were they bad? What were some funny moments? What are awesome? What are awesome cosplayers? Check out the Conover, which is also on iTunes and Stitcher, um, and is live every time there's a new convention that we cover as well as on our website under missionsartpodcast.com slash theconover. Uh, we have uh, the Rolling Twenties podcast, which is a podcast hosted by Jeremy Wilson, as you see on the very right side of the screen, uh, right next to uh, Weird Al. Uh, he has a podcast that he, that he uh, produces, and it's live every Friday on our website at missionsartpodcast.com under the Rolling Twenties podcast section. They're on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Podbean. Uh, just look up the Rolling Twenties, uh, and you can check them out. And they're live every Friday with a new episode. Um, last but not least, we have a movie podcast called Down in Front. Uh, it's whenever we watch a movie, uh, and it's in the podcast section of our websites. And uh, the, it has been changed in the format as we now just come down to us recording our own thoughts and uploading to the RSS feeds. I've been bad and I'm recording my thoughts on Black Panther because I've been very, very busy, but I'll hopefully have that out by this week, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but that's going to do it for this podcast again. Uh, so I'm going to ask you live right here. Great. Since, uh, uh, since everything seems to be okay, but do you want to do an after show? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just want to double check before we, before I say anything else. Okay. So this is going to be it then for, uh, for us guys. Um, no after show, uh, next week should but be next, uh, week, next week. We will have an after show. 
Yes, it should be a lot better. Praying and pending that the motherboard that comes in tomorrow will fix everything. I I swear to God, I hope it does. <laughs> um, but we'll let you guys know. Um, and uh, yeah, the release will be back next week for another podcast in either form. So thank you guys, everybody. We'll see you guys next time.